This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I'm a little bit dolled up. Well, this is dolled up for me. Excuse me, wearing jeans and a turtleneck with her hair down. Like, what is going on? Um, I had to film some other stuff before I recorded this. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have a shower, get ready, and then I'll record everything that I need to record So I look like a put-together human right now, somewhat. This turtleneck, before I get bombarded with DMs about it, I bought it maybe a year or two ago from H&M. Super cute. They had it in a lilac color as well. Lilac? Lilac? Um, So... Today, I know I just had the big LA trip with my mamere. If you were following along on Instagram, you're welcome. Like, what great content was that? Content of the year. We didn't get a chance to record. I put up a question sticker thing on Instagram so you guys could ask us or her questions. And like, we had really good questions, but we didn't have time to record. We had time, but we were really lazy. Like, At the end of the day, the last thing we wanted to do was record an episode. So what we will do is next week record it virtually. She can go to my mom's house, use my dad's laptop, and we'll record it that way. And then I can give her notice about what the questions are so she can think about it um, and so on and so forth. Also, we are headed back to LA Saturday morning if everything goes to plan, and we will return Monday. So I can't say why still, um, but eventually everybody will find out next week. So stay tuned. Oh my God, so exciting. This episode, I decided to just touch on a few things that always get said to me and I'm sure many other women or moms out there. Um, so some comments like, you seem angry. I get this, not all the time, but it's either like, you're way too intense or you seem angry. And the best is when people say something like, you're so angry all the time. Are you okay? As if they actually care and they're concerned. And it makes me giggle a little bit because people say, are you okay? To imply that being angry is not okay. Especially if you're a woman. Like 
When you see men on social media, even in sports, be angry, show anger, smash. I was thinking about it as I was in the shower. Wasn't it Serena Williams who did what every other male tennis player does, like smashed her tennis racket or yelled at the ref or I forget what it was. And everybody made the biggest deal about it when literally every male tennis player does the exact same thing. So that's why people end their comment with, are you okay? It's like, yeah, it's okay to be angry about certain topics. It's okay. We're human. We have a range of emotions. Anger happens to be one of them. And it's actually quite healthy to express anger in appropriate ways and to feel that anger and acknowledge it rather than stuff it down. I have a whole episode on anger or rage in women Um, It's episode 204 with Soraya Chamali. Chamali? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, She wrote this book, Rage Becomes Her. So good. There's also an entire chapter on specifically motherhood and why we have so many reasons to be angry. Um, All about how we're socialized from very early on in life to not express anger, to hold it in, to be people pleasers, and how that really is detrimental to women. So people don't like, and I've noticed this so much with my content on TikTok especially, people are uncomfortable when a woman speaks, I guess, like the way I usually speak. They don't want us to talk about problems in a passionate, like, I'm upset about this kind of way. They prefer the content creators who are like, "Mm, I'm sad. Like, this, you know, I'm so upset and this is bothering me and like, oh, like, woe is me kind of thing. That's acceptable for women to do, but not the reverse, not to be like, this is bullshit I'm speaking about it confidently, passionately. I have an opinion about something. Like people get uncomfortable. Then it's like, you're so intense. Are You seem angry all the time. Are you okay? We should be angry. There's lots of reasons for women and mothers to be angry. I think that's obvious. Just on my Instagram stories, I was like listing out things. I could go on forever. It's more especially moms, I find, because as soon as you bring up anything about motherhood being difficult or like, this isn't right, or I don't like this about, you know, like motherhood is such a massive role in our lives and we are supposed to just be so in love with every single moment. How dare you complain about anything? No. It is so hard, so hard. And anybody else in the world who has a difficult role in their life, whether it be taking care of like an elder parent or, you know, a physician or any kind of healthcare worker, 
So many people are allowed to complain about the things in their role or their job career that they don't like, that they think could be done better. Nobody would be like, oh my gosh, like all you do is complain. You're so angry. People would be, especially if it was a man talking, they would be just engaged and like, oh wow, he makes a a great point. But when you're a mom, it makes people so uncomfortable because we are supposed to just smile and be happy and hashtag blessed for every everything. Like, don't ever complain. And I don't know. I, I never fell into that. I became a mom and I was from the second Milo was born. I was just like, wow, this is fucked up. Like, just all the feelings and I would feel the feelings like I always give the example of when they put him on my chest when he was just born and I didn't have any kind of reaction I was like oh okay this is the little the little thing that's been growing inside of me hello sir um I'm gonna be taking care of you now it was just like a very matter of fact situation it was not what you see in movies or what other people experience And so right from that moment, I was like, hmm, I'm not like everybody else. Uh, I could have felt bad about it and not talked about it and been like ashamed that I didn't burst into tears and like feel this overwhelming love. But I didn't. I was like, I'm just going to talk about it. I know that I'm an awesome mom and I experienced that. So I'm sure other people do too. And it's totally normal. But anywho, I also feel like going back to the angry thing. People use it against women as if it's an insult and they like want to categorize you as that one thing. You're so angry. Well, yes, I'm angry when I'm talking about this topic. Yes, you are correct in your observations. Am I many things in life? Yeah, like I'm a whole range of things, but they want to categorize you as that one thing. Oops, sorry. You are angry end of story. Like that's the box that you fit in. You're only angry and it's an insult. Like it's a bad thing. Yes. Women should not be angry because it's, this is a quote from Superbad, completely unbecoming when he's like, you're going to go to the, you're going to show up at the party with the same cargo pants you wore all day at school or something like that. That's completely unbecoming. Anyways, women, I remember doing this TikTok a while back after reading this book Uh, Rage Becomes Her, a TikTok about what women typically do. Like we are angry about certain things, but usually, and I can relate to this, we cry instead of actually being angry. We cry and say we're frustrated instead of just being like, yeah, I'm fucking pissed off. Like this is like I'm pissed. We hold it in. We put on a show for everybody else. Like social media put on a show everything's great oh my god this is perfect hashtag blessed I love everything about motherhood oh my god he was up all night um I barely slept a wink but those extra cuddles oh my god so worth it sorry guys I'm like being rude um but I just like hate this whole I should have wrote down Amy Schumer's quote where she was like I don't resent motherhood I resent the culture And that's exactly how I feel. The culture of, I was up all night, I haven't slept in a week, but I should be 
so grateful that I got those extra snuggles in because my child wouldn't sleep all night, you know, instead of just being like, no, this is fucking hard and I want to sleep. Um, so yeah, we, and this is a huge aha moment that I had after doing that episode with Soraya, 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 was we are less likely to demonstrate anger. Even if you think in your everyday life, you know, a lot of women shy away from confrontation of any kind. And I am like that as well. I'm so much like this in real life. Not so much with people that I'm close to, but if I'm out in public, oh my God. My biggest concern is how other people feel. And that is such a woman trait or characteristic. It's like they bring the wrong meal to the table. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'll just eat it. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, don't worry about it. Like, I don't want them to feel bad for making the wrong dish. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that is so me. Um, But a huge thing for women and why we don't express anger is because we don't want to make other people uncomfortable. We know and we've learned from a very young age that when we express anger, it's not okay. People are uncomfortable. So we are such people pleasers that we don't express it anymore. We're like, oh, okay, I'll just eat the fucking uh, whatever you brought me, even though I didn't order it, you know? Yeah, so we're more concerned about other people being comfortable, but then that is at the detriment to ourselves. So I'm trying to work on that, but it's hard, especially in, in public. I also think that's why I'm good at what I do with regard to podcasting because when I every time I interview someone they're like oh my god I felt like so comfortable like this was one of the best conversations that I've had usually on a podcast it's very not cold but more of a structured interview and I never want it to feel that way because I'm so concerned that they feel comfortable Anger builds up resentment. I have a really good episode from way back when with Tracy all about resentment in marriage post baby. Um, But yeah, holding in anger builds like resentment and anxiety and depression. Like it can lead to so many things, even physical symptoms. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So what are these comments? Oh my God, you're so angry. Are you okay? What are they trying to do? They're trying to shut it down. Like I said, a woman being angry I'll use an example of me putting out a TikTok talking about something and I'm not even that angry. I'm literally just speaking. I don't know. I like to think it's just speaking confidently, but people just, you're so angry. I don't even think that. I'm going to make an angry TikTok and then we'll compare and see like just how angry I can get. I don't know. It's bizarre. But those comments are basically what they're saying is, I'm uncomfortable 
watching this woman speak this way, I'm going to make this comment to shut it down. Like they, they want you to be like, oh, they think I'm angry. I better stop. Like, mm, you know, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to be angry. Like, no, I am angry. When somebody wrote that comment on Instagram, I forget what the topic was that I was talking about. She's like, oh, you seem so angry. I'm like, I am. Oh, I think it was healthcare, like the disparity in healthcare with regard to women versus men. You seem so angry. Like, yeah, you should be too. Like, are we not all angry about this topic? Hello? But no, they use it as an insult. Oh my God, you're so angry. Yeah, I am. Okay. Oh yeah. Especially when the topic is motherhood. Okay. There's quotes from this book that I wanted to read. So I wrote it down because I'm a nerd. Page 96 from the book Rage Becomes Her. It's like a, what's that called? When you go to like a bookstore and people read excerpts from their book. That's what we're doing right now. Um, okay. This is the chapter on mother rage. So I'm going to read this I don't know how much of this quote I was supposed to read, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. So here we go. When women talk about their pregnancies, they often say that they wish someone had explained more about the experience beyond platitudes and attempts at humor. I remember this feeling acutely of not knowing what was happening to me and wondering why the women I knew, the mothers I knew, my own women relatives hadn't talked openly about this. I was frustrated and angry that such a major life event, one involving daily physical changes and emotional adjustments, could be so smothered in silence. I was surprised too by my own silence because silence is like a vicious cycle. Nobody else talks about it, so we don't want to talk about it because then we're the odd one out and people are going to judge us because we assume nobody else is going through that experience. (sighs) I love that quote. And it's very in line with what Amy Schumer was talking about in her documentary. I don't know if you've seen that. It was phenomenal. Her documentary going throughout her pregnancy. The same kind of thing. I don't resent motherhood. I resent the culture, which is for the most part, just silence. Like people don't talk about it. Even people within our own families. I remember specifically when Milo was, I don't know, a few weeks old. I remember thinking back to everyone I knew who had recently in the last couple years had a baby. And I was like, am I the only one that feels this way? Did they not feel this way? You know, like, like the not wanting visitors, for example. I would go and visit people, didn't think anything of it. And then looking back on it, I was like, oh my God, were they having difficulty like sitting? Were they in pain? Did they just want everybody to leave? Were they having anxiety? But nobody said anything. So I never even thought about it until I had my own baby. Then I was like, Jesus Christ, like what's, nobody said anything. I just assumed everybody was fine. So motherhood, she makes the point that anger in motherhood is often accompanied by guilt. Yeah. Oh, this is a good quote. The number of people struggling with pregnancy-related stress, pain, and anger at a time that we collectively pretend is the happiest of their lives is staggering. That 
is just she's specifically speaking about pregnancy, but you can push that into motherhood in general. It is so difficult. There are so many struggles. Yet we have to put on this face and our little updates on Facebook that it is just the best time ever. Like it's supposed to be the best time of your life. And a lot of people that's not true, especially when their kids are young. It's actually probably some of the most difficult years with regard to how your marriage changes, your physical body and healing and having issues post giving birth. The the way our children change literally month by month. It's like you just start to feel comfortable in a certain stage with your child and then development happens and you have a whole new set of things to figure out. Yes, there are extremely enjoyable moments, but at the same time, it's extremely difficult. So can we just talk about all the things instead of just how amazing it is and just brushing everything else under the rug and acting like it's not happening? Okay, the this is some stats. Oh, this is shocking. Okay. Until relatively recently, there has been very little open discussion about what happens to a woman during pregnancy, childbirth, or after childbirth. Men, in particular, are frequently left entirely in the dark about changes that women go through because we're not taught shit. That's my own little... I added that in. A recent medical survey revealed that more than a year after giving birth... 77% of mothers endured back pain related to gestation and birth, 49% suffered urinary incontinence, 50% lived with persistent pelvic pain. After childbirth, almost 30% of women are left with undiagnosed pelvic bone fractures, while 41% have tears in their pelvic floor muscles. For almost a quarter of all women, sex is painful even 18 months after giving birth. If suturing is necessary following labor due to vaginal tearing or because an episiotomy had to be performed, some doctors still add that additional stitch, which they call the husband stitch. Like, what what the fuck world am I living in? What is this caveman time? Like, what's... Um, I'm sorry, it's just shocking. For many women, admitting to discomfort, resentment, and anger in these circumstances is shameful and embarrassing, as if they're admitting in a deep sense to failure. Because these feelings are tied to motherhood, a role that is supposed to make us happy, peaceful, grateful, and fulfilled. They are doubly stressful and anger-provoking. Motherhood, the ideal renders these feelings illegitimate. So you should not feel these things because you're a mother. Being a mother is the best, right? Anyways, it's a really good book. Definitely this chapter. Um, Yeah, all societies glorify motherhood. And yet in a reflection of what this means for women, every 90 seconds, a woman dies from a preventable pregnancy-related complication. This is getting into more of like the healthcare. This is shocking. Today, it's safer to give birth in Bosnia or Kuwait than it is in California. Moving on. The other comment 
that I always get. All you do is complain. Okay, so I googled the definition of complain. Like, what's a complaint? Like, what does complaining mean? It's a statement that something is unsatisfactory or unacceptable. So yeah, okay. I complain a lot about certain things with regard to being a woman and healthcare and pregnancy and postpartum and motherhood and how our society treats mothers and sure, complain all day. Like, I'll take that. Nobody else, again, I'll just reiterate, Nobody else gets that comment. All you do is complain. If someone is complaining about their workplace, you know, not having ideal um, conditions or work hours or pay, people complain like on the news. It's like a whole thing. Nobody is like, oh my God, stop complaining. We're all like, oh wow, okay, valid points, valid points. But when moms do it, it's like, I'm uncomfortable. All you're doing is complaining. I'm going to tell you that all you're doing is complaining so that you hopefully stop. But that's not me. I'm just not going to stop. When I think about, obviously I live in Canada. When I think about the U.S., never thought about this before. Of course, I always knew the U.S. doesn't really have a maternity leave like Canada does at all. I will say, though, that if you're self-employed, which many people are, and a lot of people don't realize, my mamere was shooketh. We were having this conversation. She didn't realize that specialists or physicians are self-employed in Canada. In the U.S., I believe it's different. You are salary-based. You work for the hospital or for the medical team. In Canada, you're self-employed, so you don't have benefits, Which is shocking. So our doctors in Canada do not have benefits. We have to pay for our insurance, our health coverage, whatever. Dental, optometry, we pay for that. And my husband is the one providing health care to the public. But we don't get health care because he's self-employed. Make it make sense. Anyways, women who have a baby are also like, sure, men are not given paternity leave. Women are also not given maternity leave. So I remember working in a hospital in Ottawa and a lot of the physicians, they would have a baby and they were back at work within like six weeks because they have no benefits. They don't have a maternity leave. Not a lot of people talk about that in Canada. It's just like, oh my God, everything's amazing. That's perfect. But if you're self-employed, you don't get shit. So, anywho, when I, after having Milo, when I think about how it is in the US, my mind is blown. How are people not rioting in the streets? Children are the future. Children are the most important thing. Nothing about society, okay, maybe a couple things, nothing reflects that sentiment. People just like to throw it out there like, oh my God, motherhood, being a mom is the most important job. It's like, okay, well, fucking support us then. Help us be good moms. Don't send us back to work after six weeks. You know, it's wild to me. How are people not rioting in the streets? Should I say rioting or should I say protest? Don't riot. Don't like break shit. I just want you to like, you know, 
gather in a group and walk down the street and hold signs and stuff. How is that not a thing? Oh, because let's bring it back to being angry. Like moms and women were not supposed to be upset or angry. And so we shouldn't, you know, be starting pro starting protests about these things. Nobody has a proper maternity leave, maternity leave in the US. How is this happening? I won't even get into the freaking healthcare stuff. That's wild. Everybody else can complain, but we cannot. Um childcare is extremely expensive. Cost of living is extremely expensive. So usually both parents have to have full-time work. But childcare costs more than most people's fucking salary. So then one parent stays home, usually the mom. But now once the kids go back to school, good luck trying to find a job. Now that you've been out of the workforce for four years. You know what I mean? She talks about that in her book as well. She calls it like the motherhood tax or something. Anywho. It's a little bit, the the maternity leave thing is inhumane. It, it really is. I cannot understand it. I don't know how people are just letting that happen. Help us. If, if, if motherhood is the most important job and children are the future and childcare is so important, then help us do it. Don't charge us $30,000 when we have a baby in your hospital and then tell us to get back to work after a couple weeks. <sighs> Sorry guys, do I sound angry? Sorry. Somebody got mad because I checked to see how long I've been recording for. Um, I just did that. So too bad. Like, I'm running a show here. I'm one person. I don't have someone to tell me how much time has has gone by. So sorry if I have to check my little clock. Yes, I'm angry about this too. Um, okay, I didn't even take a drink of water this episode. So wow, you guys are in for a real treat. Thank you so much for listening. I hope I wasn't too angry. Yeah, this was fun. I can't believe I just talked for 30 minutes about these things. I can just talk forever. Next week, you will figure out what the shiz my mamere and I are up to. Can't wait to share with everybody. It's so cool. But yeah, thanks for listening. If you don't already subscribe on YouTube or if you're not subscribed, go subscribe. And follow us on Instagram at the mom room podcast. My sister has taken over that account. Like I still go in and I, you know, peek around and check messages and all that stuff. But yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. So thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Oh, I hope your children sleep tonight. But if they don't, you can fucking be angry about it. <laughs>